WebmasterRadio.fm. Log into the feed and linger in the lounge. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin, and I am joined with my wonderful co-host, Mick Jolly. Hey, Mick. Hey, how you doing, Brandy? Ah, a little breathless, but I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Oh, doing very well. Doing very well. Better than uh, many of our friends and other other parts of the nation as we're able to sit back in, in warm, cozy offices and and studios and enjoy this uh, time together. So we, But we got to remember those that... Uh, so have special needs out there, and uh, so very out true. if we can't help them from time to time. So very true, and I think that there's a lot of ways that people really can help those affected by, um, you know, the storm Katrina, other than just putting their hands in their pocket and giving money. Um, you know, clothes, I'm sure clothes that are piling up in your closet, canned goods. I mean, there's so many ways that you can contribute that aren't going to cost you any money but are going to make you feel really good because hopefully, God forbid, we all have a time of, a time of need. Yes, for sure. And in fact, yesterday I heard that there's a call not only for uh, clothes but medical supplies, police and fire uniforms. Uh, I can you know, imagine. you got to remember that, you know, other than those that were actually uniformed at the time of the evacuation, they may have lost pretty much all of their, their gear that uh, allows them to bring some kind of a um, order to, to what's taking place down there. I mean, so. that's, I can't, it, it's, it's like my word for this whole thing is unfathomable. Yes, because it it's is. not even, it's not even the, the, the extreme circumstances of the storm itself. It's all of the outlying problems that have, you know, yeah. been created due to that. I mean, sure. people being, being missing from their relatives, newborns being um, born and then being separated because they're being taken for, you know, proper care. People who are in hospitals being rerouted and not knowing where they were rerouted to. I mean, it just, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. It is, so it we, if everybody could just take a little time, whether even if it's a prayer, like a prayer helps, whether it's, you know, think about what it is that you can do to contribute because remember, Mick, what's our favorite, one of our favorite uh, little isms here is what you give out is what you get back. Absolutely. And nothing is too small to give. Everything makes a difference. Absolutely. Very true. Well, that all being said, and, and I think <laughs> appropriate to be said, because um, that's, a, that's a part of, uh, you know, true public relations is really, you know, looking out for what's in the best interest of, uh, of others, what, you know, having a, having a belief that, you know what um, you're doing is is good for others makes it makes it so much more enjoyable and um, you know that's one of the ways that uh, we can be in a position to provide and meet other people's needs from time to time is by doing a good job with those things that we have a stewardship over and and I understand that uh, our guest is a uh, steward over a very very uh, uh, strong company in the communications field out of the Boston area is that right? Yes, I'm very excited actually. Oh man, oh man. Sounds like they've had some really tremendous campaigns. They've been able to be associated with some fantastic things, and particularly on the literary side. Exactly. We have with us uh, today David Ratner, who is the president and CEO of Newman Communications, which, yay, 
is out of uh, my home state of Massachusetts, which makes them literary geniuses, because as we all know, most literary giants come out of the Boston area. Um, <laughs> and some good baseball teams from time to time. Yeah, you know, it's some pretty good football teams. We're like, like, what can I say? We're like all-around people. <laughs> Bostonians rock. But, uh, but David has uh, he's has an illustrious career. He's got a great staff of people on board, and uh, we are going to talk to him about um, the different campaigns and tours that he's done, not only for his clients, but the different things that people can do to really help bolster their own sales, whether it's in the literary market or other, where, other places. Because, you know, one of our the things that we like to uh, really – impress upon with people is, hey, what's, one, what's working in one marketplace may work at another. And it's an extremely niche, extremely focused marketplace, the literary marketplace. So being able to look at what they do and seeing success in what they do can also allow you to have success in your own arena if you are not already tied to the literary marketplace. So Mick, why don't we go ahead and do this? Let's Bring go ahead. Let's go to our first commercial break and then we will come oh. right back with David Ratner, President and CEO of Newman Communications. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, textlinkads.com. 60-day free advertising trial on the best of the web directory. That's BOTW.org, the Internet's oldest directory since 1994. We know what you want, and we've got what you need. And hey, if you can get some free online advertising in this world with no strings attached, feel us up. I, I, I mean, feel free to take advantage of this extraordinary offer and start your no-risk 60-day free online advertising trial today. Best of the web. BOTW. W.org. So they got pretty good food here, huh? Uh -huh. Listen, I just got a new check from a program I joined. Oh, yeah? What effective CPM are they paying you? Pass the salt. Not sure. They just send me a check, not a detailed breakout. Are you joking? No. There's lots of ways to make money, but you need to be the master of your own destiny. With ValueClick Media, I instantly adopted a national sales force that delivers recognizable ads with high CPM payouts, mm. plus their new interface lets me control the ads I want to run and mm. tells me how much I earn from each advertisement. Wow. Doesn't that sound better? Pass the pepper. Wow. Thanks for the tip. I'm going to give ValueClick Media a try. Join the ad network publishers trust most. Apply today at ValueClickMedia.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin. I'm joined with Mick Jolly, and our featured guest for today is David Ratner. David, welcome. Thank you for having me. How are you doing, Brandy and Mick? Very Great. good. Good, good. I heard you talking, uh, Brandy. You're up from this area? I am. I'm a, I'm a header. Championship. I, I live in Swampscott. Shut up. Next door, next town over. That's so fabulous. You know, Mick, it's so funny because people are always like, you know, where are you from? Marblehead. What's it near? Swampscott. Right. I mean, it's like the two weirdest names. That is so weird. So can I ask you? I know we're on air. Absolutely. Where in Swampscott do you live? Uh, right off of Atlantic Avenue. Really? Yeah. Wow, My wife we is like from there. I'm originally neighbors. from Framingham. I didn't know where Swampscott and Marblehead were until, uh, you know, until I got married. Oh, that's and now see my dad used to have a practice in Framingham. My cousins live in Framingham. Whole world. We'll have to talk offline. I'm sure we know. <laughs> see, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, a geography going on here. Absolutely. So that's terrific. So yay. 
Um, we're really glad you're here. We're completely fascinated with the literary world. Gotcha. Um, and I really think that because since it is such a focused and niche marketplace, we're always firm believers here that not only do we have a nice literary base that listens to us, but you can also sort of take what works in one industry. Sure. And, you know, be able to apply some of, like, the special techniques to other industries. And that's sure. sort of always our goal here. Sure. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about you and, you know, where you've come from and sort of the path you've taken to get where you are today. Well, it's it's not that exciting of a story. I, you know, I, I went to uh, college down at Emory University in Atlanta and came back here uh, not knowing what I wanted to do with my life and kind of dabbled in a few different things and uh, ultimately started working for the National Multiple Sclerosis Society for about three years and did a lot of different things there, uh, advertising, marketing, uh, special event coordination, and it was really a great way for me at the time to learn about the things that I really liked doing and the things that I didn't like doing. Amen. And uh, ultimately, I ended up uh, answering one of those small ads in the paper that you quite uh, don't quite know what you're answering until you get there. And uh, met with the owner of the company of the company I'm at now, Newman Communications, and we talked about uh, you know what he had in front of him and and what the business was and where he wanted to go. And I kind of said, well, here's how I can help you, not knowing what I was talking about at the time. Good for you. And uh, it's been ten years now, and uh, and it's been tremendous. It's been tremendous. We've uh, we've grown every year since uh, since I started, and uh, have been able to work with uh, just some outstanding authors and some outstanding people. Uh, and it's it's been a really terrific process throughout the uh, the time I've been here. That's fabulous. I understand also that you worked with Volvo and then Bertucci, which I haven't I haven't been to a Bertucci's in ages, but a, the Bertucci restaurant chain. Sure, I actually actually those relationships were through my work at the MS Society, and, and part of the role, obviously, when you work for a nonprofit, is to bring on as many large sponsors as you can, and and so part of my goal there was to bring on uh, associations with larger companies and get them involved in sponsoring events and such, and uh, I was able to do that with those two companies. Interesting, interesting. So let me ask you a question from a charity angle, if you don't mind sort of referring back to that. Sure. Um, especially what we're going through right now mm-hmm. with Katrina. What were some of the things that you could get these companies to step up to the plate to do, which benefited not only the charity, but benefited the, the organization as a whole? I mean, when I say organization, like the, the sponsor company. Well, I, I think system. that, you know, depending on the organization, if if they can make certainly cash donations, I think are are most preferable, uh, but but also if there are supplies that these companies can provide uh, that are uh, helpful to you know, the, the, the people who have been affected by the hurricane and such, then providing those, um, I think, is is a goodwill gesture uh, that you know isn't missed by you know the public who sees about them, hears about them. I mean, I, I, you know, I think it's a good idea to give for the sake of giving, but I also don't think that there's anything wrong with, you know, a corporation uh, letting people know that they're giving. I mean, you hear constantly about the companies that are giving a million dollars here and a million dollars there. Well, there's no reason that uh, the, the small PR machines and some of these smaller companies who might be able to do, uh, provide clothes or backpacks or mm-hmm. food or anything else shouldn't sort of toot their own horn a little bit about it as well. Absolutely. Uh, and you find people are very loyal to those who uh, align themselves with causes that, that you are aligned with. Oh, amen. Yep. Amen. I'm a very firm believer. People are loyal to the things that, that you're loyal to. Correct. Amen. A hundred percent. And I agree with you. I think that, yes, it's nice for all of us to be altruistic, but you can also be altruistic at the same point as benefiting yourself. Absolutely. And, you know, really looking at um, how a company positions themselves with their charitable contributions right. is extremely, extremely important. So, 
Terrific. Good for you. So let's let's talk authors. Let's talk book tours. Let's talk, you know, uh, bestsellers. What? Bestsellers. He's had a number of bestsellers go through his uh, particular communications companies that have done very, very well. I mean, what's what's the secret? Well, I think, you know, the, the secret for us is, is twofold. One, it's to build the relationships with the publishers who we deal with on a day-to-day basis, and, and those range from the largest publishers of the HarperCollinses and the Simon & Schusters and Viking Penguin Putnams of the world to the midsize and smaller houses, and really getting them to understand uh, the services that you can provide and how um, it can benefit their clients, the, the authors that... Uh, you know, that they are out there promoting, and it's working in concert with them. Uh, often on these campaigns, we just work on one component of the campaign, i.e. handling all the radio publicity or the tel- just the television publicity or just the print publicity, and other times we're handling, um, you know, a variety of different services for these campaigns. And two is, is delivering, and fortunately uh, we have a staff here who are tremendous at delivering, um, the results that, that our clients have come to expect, and, and that's what brings them back time and time again. Which is great. Where do you? Where in the process do you start? It really depends. We, we generally, if we are going to start with a client where we're going to handle the entire campaign, we probably will get involved anywhere from four to six months prior to the book being published. At that point, the, the publishers are producing something called a galley, and the galley mm-hmm. is an unedited proof of the book that's used to... Um, help promote to women's magazines or anything that's a long lead media outlet. So if you were pitching a woman's magazine today uh, in September, they may already be working on their February issue. So you would send them a galley now for a February book in, in hopes that the publicity would coincide with the, uh, the issue date. The launch. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's so very important. And then, and then there are other times that we're brought in, you know, two months after. You know, all of a sudden a book takes off, and, and they're, you know, have had a lot of success with it, and now they want to expand what they're doing and, and may bring us in at that point. So really we can jump in at any point. Which is terrific. What, what is, like, your specialty, like the company if you had to pick one specialty? Well, I think that, you know, most of our, our uh, clients sort of know us as the radio guys, um, although now I'd like to think that we are uh, – equal in all areas, but, but the company was started uh, heavily in the radio area. And, you know, we've got a seven-person, full-time seven-person staff who all they do all day is book radio interviews for our clients uh, with national shows, local shows, and everything else in between. And uh, we do these, you know, satellite radio tours where essentially we'll guarantee our clients that they'll get 20 radio interviews on stations throughout the country, uh, and those can be arranged over just a morning drive period. They can be extended over a longer period of time. It really depends on the subject matter of the book uh, and the client that we're working with. Some books uh, just don't lend themselves to a five-minute quick hit interview. Some of them, you know, are more uh, suited for local and national NPRs or more serious AM talk shows. Others uh, run the gamut. I mean, we're doing some work with Jessica Canseco now, uh, Jose Canseco's wife, and mm-hmm. uh, we've booked 60-plus interviews for her uh, a lot of the FM morning shows have done her, but even some of the uh, the AMs and some of the sports talkers uh, will get involved in talking with her as well. So it, it really depends on uh, the book, the subject matter, uh, and the author. How about, like, if you don't have, which, of course, we want to talk about some of your famous authors, but if you have a book that, let's say, you know, you, you, obviously in order to take something on, you have to have some passion for it, who is not a highly recognized author but does have um, a, a great, whether it's fiction, a great storyline, or whether it's nonfiction, just something that really can contribute, how do you go about um, 
soliciting these interviews for them. Well, and that would that's probably... unknown. That, that's probably about 90% of the people that we deal with on a daily basis are not uh, of the celebrity ilk. So um, and we primarily deal with nonfiction. Fiction is a lot tougher. The fiction authors that we work with would be the Janet Ivanovich types who mm-hmm. are, are a little bit more of a household name. Um, but on the nonfiction side, really it's, it's our job to take the information that they've put together and make it compelling. Uh, tie it to news. That's obviously the key in, in today's society is whatever you can tie to news is, is really important. Anything that's uh, prescriptive that can help people with things that they're dealing with now or if, or if it's just, uh, you know, entertainment, um, that's, that's what we put them out there uh, to talk about. I mean, bottom line is radio stations, television stations, print media, they talk to authors not because they want to have them uh, help sell their book. They talk to them because they want them to entertain, inform, and educate their audience. Correct. Uh, and, and so that's what we've got to bring to the table is how they're going to do that. But how do you do that in a way that, especially when it's an unknown entity, in a way that that person is going to say, okay, great, we, we're not sure. Let's say it's a diet book. Well, you know, I, I, or... I think it's, it's two-part. It's the skill of the person who is doing the pitching, mm-hmm. um, you know, to understand what it is that they're pitching and not just say, hey, you should talk to author X because they're great at what they talk about, but really to understand the pitch and find what's compelling. It's also to know uh, the station that you're talking to. What is it that they like to talk about the most? Uh, there are, you know, the local NPRs don't want to talk to Jessica Canseco, so you don't spend the time pitching right. them with that. Uh, you know, you have to be educated on both sides. You have to know who you're pitching, but also who you're pitching to. And, and over time, building relationships with those stations on a daily basis. Um, you know, our, our people happen to work on a contact basis rather than on a, on a campaign basis. So generally, our people will talk to the same people all the time. So it's not, hey, it's, you know, Dave Lindquist from Newman Communications. It's, hey, it's Dave, how are nice, you? very nice, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> very nice, very professional, and oh, my God. I, from what I could tell, I'd, I'd hire that boy away from you in a moment. <laughs> well, he, he's new to us. I mean, we've, and he's been trained well. We've got uh, four people on our radio team who have been here for over five years. Um, that's so a, that's they, nice they've obviously given him some good direction, and he's taken it well. You know, he has really great follow-through, very professional, very upbeat. Good to um, so, so just a little extra kudos to sure. you. Sure, sure. But, uh, but, but, no, I hear what you're saying, and that's something, Nick, um, that we're constantly stressing here is rapport, rapport, rapport. If someone likes you, they're more likely to do business with you than someone else, whether business is getting you a radio interview, closing a sales deal, whatever, and understanding, not insulting someone. If you can make my life easier, hey, Brandy, I can fill, you know, a, a time slot. You know, you've got XYZ radio show that you need to do. I can fill this time slot with someone that's going to really um, be compelling for your listeners to, to you know, hear from. Great. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do business with you. That is so important and people don't realize it. Understand who your audience is, understand who it is that you're talking to, and create a rapport that is one that's easy so you both win. Right. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head right there. You, you have to have that relationship of trust, and, and that's not something that can be built on one telephone call or one letter, one email, or even one visit. It's something that happens over time. It's a cumulative effort, and, you know, continuing to, to uh, show up and, and be accounted for at the at the given point in time. So it sounds like your team's mastered that to to a degree within uh, within your particular market segment. They have absolutely. Can you give us actually? You know what? When let's go to uh, a commercial break, and when we come back, can you run us through maybe a, a case study so that people can understand better the process? Sure. 
That would be great. All right, we will take a commercial break, and we'll be right back with David Ratner, President and CEO of Newman Communications. The innovative services of Load.com help you easily maximize your business and bottom line. Since 1999, Load.com has offered premium web applications and business solutions for companies worldwide. Set up business and private mailboxes. Track marketing and website traffic. And assure a professional design for your website with Load's email, web stats, and DNS services. Save time. Save money. Load is your reliable source for professional web applications and business solutions. Visit Load.com. That's LOAD.com and get loaded today. Do you sell a product or service with monster potential in the online market? Then attack the opportunity to turn your dreams into reality. Equipped with flexible e-commerce software from MonsterCommerce.com. You'll possess complete control of your store, including your storefront's design, maintenance of your products, and management of your online orders. And all with the technical support and service. Available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Grow your business today with MonsterCommerce.com. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch searchmedia.com today. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey everyone, welcome back to this edition of Cover Story. I'm Brandy Shapiro-Babin. I'm joined with my fabulous co-host, Mick Jolly. And today our featured guest is David Ratner, President and CEO of Newman Communications. And uh, prior to the break, uh, we requested that David sort of run us through a... um, a case study so that we can understand best the process um, in regard to how these guys do business. Sure, and it, it, there's sort of two ways it works. It really depends on the author and the book. You know, in, in an ideal situation, you do what I would consider a, a top-down campaign, and that would be trying to get secure some A-level media hits and work your way down from there, A-level being something like the Today Show or Good mm-hmm. Morning America, a big feature in the USA Today or the New York Times, a television news magazine, those big you know, national media outlets that have the farthest-reaching audiences. Uh, and once you do those, sort of a lot of other things will then fall into place. You know, the author will go on tour, visit six or seven or eight cities. They'll mix in a radio tour like I described earlier and some other television components. And that's the ideal way to uh, build a campaign. In other instances, like the one I, I'll, I'll describe now, it, it's more of a, a bottom-up campaign. Uh, and that's really for about, uh, I would say, 85 to 90 percent of the books out there, ones that really need to start at the grassroots level um, to do a lot of radio interviews, to get in many local papers throughout the country, to try to do everything they can to get the national media to pay attention. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately they get that A-level hit, and that, again, starts uh, the cycle all over for them. Uh, You know, a great example of something like that, we did a book, uh, a fun little book from uh, a publisher in New Jersey called How to Work for an Idiot. Catchy Uh title, great cover, had a clown on it, but it was a paperback. It was something that they did a small print run of. 
but we were able to take, you know, a, a print run of 5,000 and turn it into about 50,000 in sales. Wow. Based on just getting creative, um, you know, we did a, a Idiot Boss Day radio promotion where we had uh, callers call into radio stations and talk about, uh, you know, their idiot bosses, and we did book giveaways through that. That caught some attention of, of some other press that we were working with. We ended up getting him a, a full feature in the New York Times, and then he went on uh, the Weekend Today show. Uh, yeah, went on to the O'Reilly Factor after that, and then sort of everybody just kind of bandwagoned. He had done uh, Bloomberg and Fox and CNN and, and other TV outlets, and he probably did well over 100 radio interviews throughout the country. Uh, so we, we blanketed the country with him. Fabulous. So that's how, because, you know, I, I have a little philosophy. It goes, it's easier to fall down a flight, flight of stairs than it is to crawl back up. Correct. Um, but that's when you're, you're more recognized authors, it's easier to call up the Today Show and go, hey, Janet just came out with a new book. Right. You want to have her here before, you know, the morning show comes on. Right. Um, but you do find that if, you, if you're out there pounding the pavement in more of the local markets, that it does start to create a buzz and momentum from doing that top-up Absolutely. Sort of approach. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have someone, we'll do a radio interview in Cleveland, and all of a sudden somebody from the newspaper there will have heard about it, and they'll, you know, they'll give us a call and say, geez, I'm interested in talking to that person as well. And, you know, it, it sort of just snowballs from there. Fabulous. What was, like, your best uh, success story? What was your best win ever? I, I mean, I think that was one of them. Uh, you know, we, again, we took a book that, when you're talking about a print run of, of 5,000 books, that's a book that's probably not going to find itself onto, you know, in every bookstore in the country. Uh, you're almost going to be lucky to find it in a bookstore. Uh, but because of the, the great media coverage we were able to, to get for the author, it started to build demand. People were going into their bookstores asking about the book, forcing the bookstores to buy it, and ultimately it was a book that from nothing turned into a Wall Street Journal and, and Business Week bestseller. Um, wow. I mean, it's fun. I mean, we work with Rudy Giuliani and Queen Noor and Madeleine Albright, but those, those are bestsellers from the get-go. Um, right, right, right. You know, it, it's a beautiful thing when, when your job is choosing who you want them to talk to rather than trying to uh, get people to talk to them through pitching. Um, you know, we, we enjoy working with the bigger names and such, but it's, you know, it's more of an organizational uh, type of campaign than it is, you know, aggressive pitching and, and, and making... Uh, right, you're like logistics people at that Correct, point. correct. Now, how involved do you get? I mean, because someone like, I would say, you know, think Princess Noir and um, Noor and... Um, and well, Giuliani, I mean, right. he's polished, he knows how to present himself. Absolutely. How much of what you do is really helping to position people properly so that when they do interview, they are interviewing in a polished, well-focused manner? I, I think certainly for, for someone like a Giuliani, they don't need any help. Right. Us. They're <laughs> surrounded by people like that. But for other authors, we absolutely can provide them with some media training, and it depends at the level that, that they're at. We can provide them with uh, you know, what their unique selling proposition is and, and how important it is to stress it, but also in a way not to be oversales. Sully, right, right. I mean, you know as a radio host there are certain people who come on, and if I just kept saying, well, at Newman Communications we do this, and Newman Communications we do that, and if you go to our Newman Communications website, uh, you're going to get frustrated, and your listeners are going to probably get frustrated at that point. So it, it's really training them and, and getting them to understand that, yes, you're there to sell your product and sell yourself, but but again, you are there to entertain, inform, and educate the audience and keep that in mind. Well, exactly. And especially, you know, we're, we're a little different here because we're predominantly business radio. Correct. But whenever I'm speaking to someone prior to them coming on whatever radio show it is, and I, I, don't, I don't touch most of the radio shows, the grateful probably. <laughs> my, my other hosts are probably grateful to that. But, um, but we do normally tell people is do not come on and beat your chest. 
Like, you've been asked to be on one of these radio shows because you are an expert in your arena, and if you speak from a place of knowledge and you have some humility and a little bit of charm, people are going to take notice. Wow, that guy really knows what he's talking about. What was the name of his company? I want to do business with him. When you force-feed people information, it's, it, you're right. It's a big, big turnoff, and that's something you know, we're always trying to promote here. And that, that, that transcends from the publicists pitching to the media as well. I mean, you have to approach it in the exact same way as, as, the, uh, as the guest to the media. Uh, you know, we, we can't bang our chest for the person that we're pitching. I mean, we've got to point out what that unique selling proposition is and why this person is uh, someone worth their time talking to. Now, how would someone create that unique selling proposition? Well, I mean, it's really digging into the subject matter and finding out, you know, there are a lot of people who are out there saying a lot of the same thing. I mean, take uh, personal finance authors, for instance. Um, you know, there are a thousand people who can tell you how to save money on your credit card debt. It's, it's what they're telling you that's different than someone else uh, in terms of doing that that makes the real difference. You, you kind of want to say, get the media to say, uh-huh, that's interesting, or, you know, so mm-hmm. that they they understand that they're bringing something new to the table and not just saying, well, you need to make a budget and you need to cut down on the amount of times you go out to dinner. I mean, there are, you've got to come up with certain things. I mean, we did some work with an author by the name of David Bach, who's you know one of the better-known uh, personal finance authors out there, and he had something called the latte factor. And basically what he did was he took the amount of money that people were spending on Starbucks coffee, right. uh, in, you know, included the inflation rate and such, and over the course of, I think, 60 years, it ended up being something like 150000 or $200,000. I mean, something astronomical that you could right. not look at and say, wow. Uh, you know, right, what a, cool, what a cool spin. And, right. and also how, how much more rich that we are than we ever anticipated. Right, right, <laughs> right, exactly. Isn't that interesting? So he, so he for himself created this latte factor. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you guys have the ability to sort of look at what it is that people have amassed and then refine and define so that it's done in like um, in a jargon that the media will absorb. Yeah, I mean, way. that's our job. That's, that's, ultimately, that's what our job is. And how often, you know, because I, I like the fact that you guys went ahead and you created these cool um, the campaigns, you know, the, you know, tell us about your idiot boss day. Right. How long does it take to get something like that set up? Uh, it, it depends on something like that. You know, it takes a few brainstorming sessions and, and you know, uh, selecting maybe three or four of the ideas that people bring to the table and, and breaking them down and finding the one uh, that we think is going to be the most compelling and the most catchy. Uh, other times it's, it's really tough to do something like that. Other times it's really just taking the book and the information in the book uh, at its merits and, and just using that to, to promote the book. But it's also, you know, capitalizing on newsy hooks. Uh, we're doing some work with uh, Dr. Susan Love next month, who is uh, extremely well-known in, in the breast cancer field. Next, next month is Breast Cancer Month, so mm-hmm. TV work. So tying into those type of, of newsy hooks obviously helps, um, you know, make the information more compelling and more relevant at the time. Oh, absolutely. Plus, they're going to be looking. It's National Breast Cancer Month, you know, unfortunately, and right. they're going to be looking for some valuable quotes from some experts. Exactly. Insert Dr. Love makes everyone's life easier. Right. And our job is to, you know, and, and she is a renowned expert. Our job sometimes is to take someone who, you know, they're an expert to you and I, but, but to take them to the next level and make them an expert and a resource to the, to the national media and local media as well. I mean, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere, and, and, it's, and it's our job to try to help them launch from their platforms in a lot of these cases. But how do you do that? How do you take someone who, you know, okay, great, they've published a book, and 
they really have something awesome to share. But to get, you know, and it's tough because in order for people to really know about it, they have to read the book. In order for them to read the book, that's where you come in. So how, how, <laughs> it's sort of like, thank you. The chicken um, and the egg thing, right? <laughs> what? Well, it's, it's like the chicken and you know, the egg. Yeah, exactly. We, we actually don't that expect that everyone we send a copy of, of the book to is going to read it first. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a lot to ask of someone. So it's, it's, again, doing the research and finding out what is the most compelling information in this particular book to um, get this person on the other end of the phone, this particular member of the media, to listen to me. There's also the whole relationship factor. I mean, you have to build relationships with people in the press just to get them to return your phone calls. Right, right, Fortunately, right. you know, we here have a very skilled group of people who are able to do that, who are able to build a rapport, who understand that, you know, every time you talk to someone, it's an opportunity to talk to them about what you want to talk to them about or something you may talk to them about down the line. Mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. you want to build a rapport. You want to get it so that that person, if they need a resource on a particular topic, calls you and says, do you have anyone who can talk about a particular topic? Uh, you know, we don't just take, uh, you know, a 23-year-old or 22-year-old fresh out of college, hand them a complex business book and say, look, you've got to call the New York Times and try to make this happen. Uh, <laughs> right, you exactly. do that, you've really ruined the opportunity for your client, and, and you've also put a little smudge on, on yourself as an agency by, by not looking prepared and, and uh, adept at what you do. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. It, it, and I'm just, I apologize. Yeah, you know, public relations is people relations from all sides. Uh, mm-hmm. From what we do to from, from what the authors uh, or other clients do in terms of, of dealing with the media. Amen. Amen. I think that's so important. And going back to what you were talking about, because I'm intrigued, um, with with a radio promotion, mm-hmm. when you came up with the, the idiot boss, idiot uh, boss day, yeah. So is it who do you work with at the radio station? Is that going directly to the program director? Is it going no, we, to the we promotion generally do person? Ninety percent of our work through the producers. I mean, the person who is is the closest to getting us on air. Um, you know, if we get involved with giveaways and such, then then they may put us on to the promotions director just mm-hmm. to work out the, the logistics of that. But, you know, the people who are doing the programming, the producers, uh, are, are the people that we're talking to, or the hosts directly, are the people that, uh, that we're dealing with 95% of the time. Which I think is so important. And I think, you know, just coming, I, I actually used to work for Claire Channel um, many, many, many moons ago. They're always looking for cool, kooky, fun, not-so-kooky ideas to do. Right. So people should not hesitate. You should never hesitate to pick up the phone and go, hey, I've got this really, really great idea. What about doing this? Because they do this every single day, and I give them a lot of kudos, people, especially like the people in the morning drive shows, right? Of every day coming up with something that's really going to make people not have like road rage, right? Absolutely, you know, radio is a medium that's you know it's twenty four seven, and so there's a lot of time and space that they need to fill, and like you said, these morning drive shows especially do a tremendous job of, of filling that time in an entertaining way. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and if you go to them with a great idea, I, I would assume, too, that that's probably one of the faster ways for you to get your word out because they can turn on a dime based on their availability, and their availability is usually pretty good. Absolutely. So that's a, a great way to do this. We need to take one last commercial break. Sure. And we will be right back with the very entertaining, very knowledgeable David Ratner. It's all about links. 
baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, TextLinkAds.com. Contrary to what your mother told you, you cannot be all things to all people. You can, however, focus on your primary business and ensure your success by outsourcing technical projects to a company who is forward-thinking, solutions-oriented, and works as a complete extension of your organization. No need to do it over and over again. SRK Consulting can develop integrated automation programs, programming in most major languages and operating systems. SRKConsulting.com, making sure your mother is all proud 60-day free advertising trial on the best of the web directory that's botw.org the internet's oldest directory since 1994 we know what you want and we've got what you need and hey if you can get some free online advertising in this world with no strings attached feel us up i, I mean feel free to take advantage of this extraordinary offer and start your no risk 60-day free online advertising trial today best of the web botw.org commercials off now back to cover story we're reserving a headline for you hey everyone welcome back uh we're rounding the bottom of the hour which is very very sad our featured guest for today is david ratner he's president and ceo of newman communications out of brighton massachusetts That'd be Boston, Massachusetts, to the rest of you. Uh, welcome back, David. Glad to be here. Yeah. Very, you know, you have a great way of portraying the information in a way that's very easy to digest and makes a lot of sense and is actually not only, um, I think, great for, you know, the literary listening audience, but also for anyone out there that's looking to really establish a campaign and promote something to the media. Sure. And, and, and we don't, I mean... We do a majority of our work uh, on the literary side, but really our services transcend into anything that is essentially relevant to the media. Uh, there, there are a lot of people who think, geez, book publicity is, is a real specialty, uh, but I'll give away a little secret here. It's not. It, it's essentially the same thing. It's, it's finding that unique selling proposition, whether it's for the book, whether it's for a new soda, whether it's for a new product or anything else. Uh, it's trying to find out how this product is different, how this product is going to satisfy someone different than something else, how it's better than the competition, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, Which it, makes a lot of sense. Let me ask you a question. Do you see a lot of differentiation between approach when you're talking about um, you know, consumer-based like products or or books or whatever versus um, business to business. I, I think you know it depends. Books as a product, interestingly enough, and fortunately for us, really get a free pass. I mean, when you compare a book to, like I said, a new soda or or, mm -hmm. or something else along those lines, you know, books are informative. They they're they're bringing these authors have an area of expertise. They have something to bring to the table, so they get a free pass in terms of uh, something that's saleable. Um, I think that when you're promoting uh, a general consumer product, it's a little bit more difficult to do um, than the book side. Uh, you know, if you're promoting a new technology product, let's say, uh, there's really only one person at any, any given major city daily newspaper or magazine that you can go to, and it's, it's the product editor or the product reviewer, where 
you know, with a book, you can take out, uh, you know, a half dozen different angles that there may be a parenting angle, there may be a feature angle, there may be a religious angle, there may be a political angle, what have you, mm-hmm. uh, and really diversify the amount of people that you go to, and it, and it kind of allows you to, to see what catches fire at any given time. I mean, one of the angles that you may not feel is most compelling may be the one that everybody else finds is most compelling. and Which is so true. Right, and and so that will help you um, secure the coverage. The business-to-business coverage is definitely, is definitely uh, more difficult to secure, um, but but we do that as well. And David, and who, who really do you do that for, Mask? I'm sorry, I got had both of you asking a question. I'm sorry. Oh well, Mick first. Oh, I was just going to comment. I think David hit a, a very good point. Something that I've seen on your web over time with uh, some of the various authors that have been able to promote their books onto the bestsellers list. They they'll put out a series of fresh releases that attack different angles or different perspectives or aspects of the book that they're promoting and, and put it out, whether it be as a tip sheet or just a insight or whatever on, on the uh, picture subject matter. And that just gives a much wider appeal. And I, I think no matter what it is that you're trying to relay whatever message, the broader you can make that appeal, you never know who's going to uh, pick it up and run with it. And, of course, uh, you know, there certainly are some subjects that are more finite than others, but uh, take advantage of what flexibility you have in terms of the subject matter. Absolutely. Very true. We've got two best-selling authors uh, as hosts of radio show on our network. Mm-hmm. Very proud to say, uh, Brian and Jeffrey Eisenberg. Great. With a uh, call to action, I think they hit. My right. God, I think they hit all the lists: The Times, The Journal. Right. I know the title. Oh, you do. Yep. Yeah, those are our boys. Oh, that's yeah, great. They, yeah, they, you know, <laughs> well, they can tell you they've been through it all. <laughs> no, they have. They're great. They're great speakers. But I'll tell you that I give it. So, I give them so much credit because. Something that you said that is very strong is books. Yes, you can go through so many different angles. Maybe it has a religious appeal. Maybe it has a you know a female appeal. Maybe it has a sporting appeal. But when you're when you're looking to like from the B two B marketplace, especially if you're doing like if, if you're looking for the exposure in you know your, your regular periodicals and and that sort of a thing, you you got one editor to go with two. Right. With only so much page avail you know space available on a page and a ton of companies coming after you. So that's where the relationship or a timeliness of a product is so essential. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is pretty crazy. So I give them major kudos as well because, I mean, theirs is very business-oriented. You know, business yep, and a lot of it's very marketing-oriented as well. Um, you know, and there, there's certainly a, a distinctive difference between uh, PR and marketing. Okay. What's your distinction between PR and marketing? Well, I mean, to me, true PR, true public relations is the media relations uh, component of a campaign, where the marketing component to me is more um, market research, direct mail pieces. Uh, I think advertising and marketing are, are very closely linked mm-hmm. uh, and such. Um, you know, so there, there are a lot of PR firms out there that we end up partnering with because they're, they're wonderful on the marketing side and, and sort of the front end of a PR campaign and trying to figure out, uh, you know, branding strategies and positioning strategies. But ultimately, they may not be able to deliver on the back end, which is where, you know, we feel that we're most successful. So there are times that we do get hired by other PR agencies or partner with other PR mm-hmm. agencies to carry out the strategies that they put in place because of our... Um, you know, a strong association with with the national media, which is so very important. So they almost, they, they they front the deal, you close the deal, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, now let me ask you a question. Outside of like the phone calls that you make and, and having that sort of personal interaction, if you were sending someone um, information like a pitch sheet, for example, for a specific client, 
What would that look like? What does that normally look like? What are you sending out to the media? Well, generally it's done via email, and, and you try to keep things, I think, as, as short and sweet as possible. I mean, mm-hmm. Ultimately, you're going to lose their interest if you send them you know, five pages of information unless they've requested more. Uh, so our press releases we try to keep to no longer than a page and a half. You know, we then provide some bulleted talking points, which are again no more than a page and a half, a page, uh, and then a biography on uh, on the particular person that we're pitching, which you know should be no more than a quarter of a page, uh, just enough to sort of whet the appetite of the person to see if they're interested in in asking for more information or setting up a potential interview with that particular client. Again, if you inundate someone with too much information, you're going to lose them somewhere along the way. Oh, I, I agree with you. And I, and I think it's really smart to really pick what information you put down so that it hits, you know, everyone has a different sort of orientation and personality, so it hits on whatever level it needs to hit. So they'll pick up that phone, they'll call you, they'll publish you, they'll, you know, whatever. Right. And we'll, we'll at times write multiple press releases. If, if there is sort of a parenting angle, then we'll skew that press release uh, that we're sending to the parenting writers with that angle, and if there's a religious angle, then we'll change the release uh, to skew towards that direction. So uh, while there is sort of one base working document that we'll often work with, we'll change it as much as, as possible to give us the best advantage uh, to go after the particular media that we're, we're uh, pursuing. That's awesome, the most play. And I think that something so important is people do your market segmentation. Right, absolutely. And you know, your because you get one pie, but you can place it into a lot of different pieces and feed a lot of different bellies with that. Absolutely which I think is uh, phenomenal. So, um, so, Mick. Yes, Brandy. It's <laughs> <laughs> been an education again. I know, you know what? You, you, yes, you've, you've definitely, I, I can tell Mick is like furiously writing notes in the background. I have been taking some notes and uh, listening in because just, just so many of the things that uh, David ha- has shared with us today just ring so true from what we've been able to observe from, from uh, past experience. And, and uh, it's just, it's interesting to hear his, his statement, I, I really appreciate the part where, you know, he basically has indicated that they don't try and be all things to all people, if you will. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they take a look at their strengths, they play to their strengths, and then not afraid to go out and partner with another agency. And that's, I think that's something that uh, is important. Uh, too, too often, um, we all want to be everything, all, all things to all people. And, and uh, one of the things I even remember reading from uh, a book at, uh, that Guy Kawasaki wrote recently was... Um, Something effective. If you want something done right, don't do it yourself. Hey, and, he's uh, going to be on tomorrow morning at nine. Oh, there at you go. noon. <laughs> well, and, and you know, mention that? That's a, that's just an interesting uh, uh, thing to keep in mind because you know you, sometimes you have to step back and say, you know what, I'm just not good at that, or that's you know I really want this to be a home run, so I'm going to put the right uh, person up to bat to make it happen. And uh, you know sometimes you have to step back and say this this is the right the right move, the right play. And um, yet at the mm-hmm. same time, you know. Take take a look at those things where you are strong, and and, and whether it be the back end or the relationships directly with the national media, what have you, in whatever field that our our listeners may be um, involved in, whatever endeavors they take on, and just make the most of it, and be the best at it, be passionate about it, and do those things you do well, and um, that's uh, I, I think that's a, a tremendous thing. I mean, let's face it, I, you know, if we can't sing, maybe maybe we don't want to make that our. Uh, Maybe that's not the part that we play in a band, right? Maybe that's why you go home with tomato on your face every time. <laughs> I think I agree. I think that's something really important to take away from this. I mean, we, we as a fr- and th- that's not to say there aren't firms out there that that can be all things to all people, and and and, and there are very successful firms who do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we sort of know in our space. 
you know, what we're best at. And we, we kind of have a little bit of tunnel vision to, to stay focused on that and just continually get better within that space. And that's not to say that, you know, as, as the years go on, that we're not going to diversify our services or our client base, and, and that's something that obviously we'll want to do over time. But it, it's really being recognized and important to us to, for being recognized as being really strong at one thing. And, and right now that's, you know, the media relations campaigns. And, uh, and that's what brought our clients back to us time and time again. Uh, they know that we're reliable and that we deliver. And we're also flexible. If something doesn't work, you know, we know we're going to have a long-term relationship with someone, then we'll, we'll make up for it on another end. If a radio, a particular radio campaign doesn't work, we'll give them a credit towards something else. It's all about building relationships and, and, and maintaining those relationships. Amen. And you know something you said that you said that so right. And I really do think it's neat that you guys are you're you're very focused in your approach and that people can come and count on you as you know, you are the definitive source when it comes to national booking. Right. And I think that's really important, especially someone who's really and, and it's interesting because you do have um and, and I do like the fact um that you cover a myriad of topics, a lot of high profile authors as well. So it's not like you're just focusing in, um, you know, world personalities. You're not right. just focusing in fiction. Right. But you've got a wonderful blend so that when I, if I wrote my book, or Mick, who's got a fabulously interesting life story, um, there's a lot of different um, media outlets that would be interested in hearing from him. And no door would be closed because you already have those relationships with every media outlet out there. And I think that's so very important. Right, and and those doors have been opened by you know people who have um, you know written on subjects in that particular space. Or, you know, if you had a health book and you came to it, well, we've done you know two dozen health books, we've done uh, political books, we've done business books, like you said. So there, there's really no area that's that uh, has been untapped uh, by us. And and that's not to say that at times you know there there are newer things that we haven't done as much with. But then we then it's our job to really get out there do our homework, do the research, network through our existing contacts, and find new contacts that we can go after to, uh, to, to aid the success of, of the new client. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it sounds like that's what you've done all along. That's, right. how you've, that's how your wings have been able to spread so far, right. which I think is tremendous. Um, if there's any words that you could leave our listening audience with that you really think is paramount, tantamount to their success, what would they be? Well, I think it's to make sure that you, whether you're a publicist or you're the you know, author or whoever it is pitching on your own, really understands the person and knows the person that you're pitching to, what they're looking for and what they need, and understand that you've got about 30 seconds to make your information compelling, and you need to be prepared for that. Uh, you also need to be um, you know, persistent because a lot of times, you know, people aren't going to call you back. Uh, that's not to say leave people 15 uh, voice messages, but, but be persistent and, and keep pushing forward, but be educated in your persistence. Make sure that you are bringing um, compelling, unique information to the press that uh, is going to make them want to call you back. Right, and I think it's something that you said that's so, so very important is know who you're dealing with. Like, don't call up and go, oh, you know, and try to pitch something to the beauty, beauty editor. That's about sports. Right. It's their number one pet peeve. You're wasting their time. Well, you're wasting their time, and it's also an insult, too, because here right. you are sucking up to this person. Right. And you don't know anything about them. Right. That's a huge insult. Absolutely. And then it reflects <laughs> poorly, you know, if you're working for a firm, it reflects poorly on the firm. But exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think, you know, those are excellent, excellent points. And how would one go... Um, 
you know, the, the best way, and I know I keep hitting on this for you, but I, just, I know you have it in you, so I want to get it out, is, is crafting that concise 30-second hook. Right, and, and making sure that you're outlining your unique selling proposition. Uh, and and in, in today, you know, the best thing that you can do is, is have that, you know, unique selling proposition tied to news. How, how is this going to help people? How does this help them understand something? How is it going to help them save money? How is it going to help them react to the hurricane uh, or react to, you know, a bill in Congress or anything else? Um, you know, I, I think tying to news is, is critical today. Because now it gives you the leverage that you need to get placed because it's timely. Is that and what you're and every, Right. Every day, you know, news happens and, and five minutes later it's on the television or it's being covered live. You know, right. You see a car. You you turn into Fox and you see a car chase that's actually going on right now. Started ten minutes ago and all of a sudden they've got a helicopter up in the air, a camera on it, <laughs> boom, satellite, and it's you're looking at it. So it, it's uh, you know news can changes every minute. Right. So 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 get in with the news while it's happening and stay there forever. Exactly. Amen. What a great interview you are. I appreciate it. We appreciate you. So so Mick, what do you think? I think uh, definitely should have him back and uh, maybe he can share some of his ideas on, on how to uh, basically conduct yourself in an interview and uh, in, in terms of some media relations skills, some interview skills and whatnot, because uh, I think we probably have a lot of folks out there that do have a lot of expertise that are in our listening audience, but uh, you know they would not handle an interview quite so well as what this man has. Well, I appreciate it, and I would certainly be uh, honored to come back at any time. Oh, there you have it. All right, and so we're going to be very shortly people having a part two with David Ratner. <laughs> there you go. So, um, in, in a way, I guess, to get extra coverage, even if you don't want it from the media, is just do a really good job. <laughs> right. And right. they'll ask you back. Right. So, thanks for doing uh, a great job. My pleasure. And uh, we appreciate you taking the time today. You and I will speak offline about Marblehead and Swamp Scott. Absolutely. And uh, just have a great rest of your day. Thanks. I appreciate <laughs> it, and good luck with the show. Why, thank you. All right. Thanks, David. Bye-bye. What a great interview. Oh, man. He's just a wealth of information. Well, uh, you know, he's been with the uh, with the particular firm for a number of years and just uh, years. seen some tremendous tremendous growth, and I have to believe he's been a big part of it. Sure. Yeah, you know, and of course I wanted to ask the tacky questions of, like, you know, was Rudy Giuliani really like? <laughs> Is Princess Nora bitch? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, um, or or, or what's, what's the real juice on Juicy, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, you know, and it's interesting. Time and time again, what do we consistently keep hearing? Well, we keep we keep hearing uh, really something that I think is most important. That's keeping uh, a warm relationship, mm-hmm. reaching out to people directly, and uh, you know, really it comes back to that uh, golden rule of treating others as you want to be treated. And, and uh, as you Amen. said earlier, what you what you put into something, you get back out. It really comes down still to uh, you know the idea that behind every form of media, there's real people, and you got to treat them like real people. Yeah, uh, no matter what the what the context is. Create the relationships, understand who you're pitching to, understand what they need, understand what it is that you have that's unique, understand who, uh, what you're trying to achieve, and the rest will fall in line and be consistent, tenacity rules. That's it. Make sure you deliver on the promise. Right, that's, exactly. That's always, that's always important. Exactly. Very good. Well, yeah, we've, we've been educated and, and schooled, if you will. I am. I'm inspired. I want to go write your life story now, Mick. Oh, man. Yeah, well, it'll be a paragraph or two. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I, you know, I wish I could tell people what I know about your past. 
Well, I, I, I appreciate you, appreciate your interest. Uh, maybe, maybe someday we'll tell that story. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. <laughs> it's very, it's very auspicious, auspicious coming up, we, Mr. Uh, Mr. Jolly's had. So anyway, go. my goodness, we're at the bottom of the hour for another awesome edition of Cover Story. Yes, and uh, hate to see it close, but we probably should close and give one last uh, kudos to our to our sponsors. Absolutely. We so appreciate them, and uh, we'll see you next week. Same time, same bad channel, right here on Cover Story on webmasterradio.fm. And, Mick, once again, it was a pleasure. A pleasure being with you again, Brandy. Take care. All right, ciao for now.